Is sin ever kosher? Was it okay for the Mossad to honey trap Vanunu? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 24 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn that God desires our passionate dedication, even if we're not always getting it right. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. After the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot went up from Tsoar and settled in the hill country in a cave with his two daughters. Thinking that they were the last surviving humans on the planet, the older one said to the younger, Come, let us make our father drink wine and let us lie with him so that we may maintain life through our father. That night they gave their father wine to drink, and the older one entered and lay with her father. The next day the older one said to the younger, See, I lay with father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also, and you go and lie with him, so that we may maintain life through our father. And so that night they gave their father more wine to drink, and the younger one went and lay with him. Thus the two daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The older one bore a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. And the younger also bore a son, and she called him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. Today's stuff discusses a sin that was committed for heaven's sake. The prophet Hosea declared, For straight are the ways of Hashem, and the righteous walk in them, but sinners stumble in them. Sometimes even those who transgress are considered righteous. Let's look at the Gemara. It is comparable to Lot and his two daughters who were with him. They intended to sin with him for the sake of a mitzvah, thus exemplifying and the righteous walk in them. He intended to sin and thus exemplifies, but sinners stumble in them. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, Greater is a sin committed for the right reasons than a mitzvah performed for the wrong reasons. As it is written, Blessed above women shall Yael be the wife of Hever the Canaanite. Above women in the tent she shall be blessed. And it is taught, Who are these women in the tent? They are Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Rabbi Chibar Avin quoted Rabbi Yishim and Karcha, A person should always come first to a matter of mitzvah as in reward of the one night that the elder daughter of Lot preceded the younger for the sake of a mitzvah she merited to precede the younger daughter by four generations to the monarchy of the Jewish people. Let's analyze the Gemara. Lot's daughters knew that they were sinning, but they saw no choice but to act as they did, and they were completely sincere in their intentions. Consequently, not only does the Gemara defend Lot's daughters, but it extols them. And not only does the Gemara call them righteous, but it praises the one who performed the mitzvah first. Tostas explains how the elder daughter was rewarded four generations earlier than her sister. She gave birth to Moab, from whom descended Ruth, the mother of Oved, Yishai, King David, and King Solomon. The younger daughter gave birth to Ammon, from whom descended Nama the Ammonite, King Solomon's wife, and King Rehavam's mother. Similarly, Yael submitted herself to the wicked general Sistra and then beheaded him when he subsequently fell asleep. And Esther submitted herself to King Ahasuerus to save the Jewish people. In modern times, the Mossad famously captured Venunu by similar means. The Noda Yehuda explains that while we generally prohibit the three cardinal sins of murder, idolatry, and immorality, even at pain of death, there is one exception. If the safety of the entire people is at risk, then an individual's sin becomes a mitzvah. 
Thank God most of us will never find ourselves in such a precarious situation. Nevertheless, the notion of committing a sin for the sake of heaven does arise to varying degrees in every individual's life. Many mitzvahs are fraught with uncertainty as to our propensity for success in fulfilling them correctly. It's those occasions that we need to remind ourselves that God wants us to serve Him even if we're worried about getting it wrong. Let me tell you a story. I met Samuel while I was learning in yeshiva in Israel. We happened to be sitting next to one another at a Shabbos table when the conversation took an interesting turn. Samuel had been learning in a Baal Teshuva yeshiva for the previous eight months, but had not yet ever put on tefillin. Why not? I asked in shock. I don't feel ready, he replied. You know, tefillin is so holy. I wouldn't want to mess up and put them on wrong or to think improper thoughts while wearing them. One day soon, I hope to be on the level to start putting them on. Meanwhile, I'm just not there yet. Sometimes we're so worried about sinning that we don't take the plunge and do the mitzvah. One instance I often encounter is the mourner who hesitates to lead services because he might mispronounce a word. But it's so important for the soul of the deceased, I tell them. We all make mistakes, but we shouldn't let that impede our mitzvah performance. We don't all understand every word of prayers, but that shouldn't stop us starving all the tefillos. We don't all understand every word of chumash, but that shouldn't stop us reading over the parasha every week. We haven't all mastered Gemara, but that doesn't mean we should avoid teaching someone who has yet to encounter our holy tradition. Hashem desires passion. You might not be doing everything right, but if you're passionately doing it for the sake of heaven, the Almighty rejoices. He wants your alacrity. He wants your enthusiasm. That's the most important thing to Him. Hopefully, you'll also get the performance right, and if not, you'll get it perfect with time. The main thing is to engage and give it your all today. Infuse your spiritual life with passion. Take the plunge, even if you're not sure you're getting it all 100% right. May you merit serving God faithfully with passion and ultimately doing the right things for the right reasons. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.